In this episode, I'm going to break down for you the biggest mistake that CEOs make. Now, it doesn't matter whether you are the CEO of your just one person company or you run a multi-billion dollar company listed on the New York Stock Exchange. This is going to be important to you because I'm going to show you exactly what this mistake is. And I'm going to give you my two-step process, how you can quickly solve it going forward so that you can create amazing income, wealth, and business growth for yourself and everyone else on your team. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. I love spending time with entrepreneurs and CEOs. I absolutely love it for one huge reason. And that reason is, is that entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners believe in something. They believe in a bigger and better future. They believe that tomorrow is always going to be better than today. They believe that they can build so much more in a short time than anyone else. Just being around people who believe that the future is going to be better than today is a very, very inspiring thing. Now, not only am I in the hot seat every single day as, as a leader and operator and a CEO of, of our businesses, I get to spend a lot of time with CEOs in three very specific ways. Way number one is where um, we invest in many founders and CEOs. We invest in their businesses. So I get to actually be an investor and partner in people's businesses, and I get to see how these CEOs and entrepreneurs work. Number two. I also get to be a coach and mentor to some of some very high performing CEOs from CEOs of publicly traded companies to hedge funds, to private equity, to operating businesses, and uh, even online media influencers. And I get to see exactly what they do every single day. And last but not least, just being a part of, you know, peer CEO organizations like YPO for over a decade, I am in the midst of, you know, some of the most uh, iconic CEOs that you would you'd ever want to get your hands on, hands on. And so the, I, I state all of this for a reason, because it takes a lot of courage to say something like, hey, let me tell you the biggest mistake that CEOs make. That's what I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you that this is not clickbait. And I want to actually give you the number one, the biggest mistake that I think that CEOs make. And if I could just, if every CEO out there, if all of my clients, if all of our portfolio company CEOs and founders, just listen to this episode. Heck, if that's all they did and they just fixed this and nothing else, we would all see a dramatic shift in um, in innovation and productivity for years to come. All right. So before I tell you what this big mistake is, and this is there's no big reveal here, I'm going to tell you what it is and how to fix it. But I want to tell you what it's not, just so you think that I'm not going to tell you something foo-foo today. There is nothing foo-foo about today. It is going to be very strategic and I'm giving you a very tactical way to actually solve this mistake. And I guarantee there's some part of you, I guarantee that there is some part of you that is making this mistake. And if you just, for every 10% of this gap that you solve, amazing things start to happen. So let's get right to it. Let me tell you what it's not about. This is not about things like vision, mission, and values. Like, 
I am not interested in that. I, I believe in those artifacts. They should go on your wall. They should be written beautifully. You should embody them. You should operationalize them. Yeah, whatever. Like that's not what this is about. Yes, they're important because they give you North Star, but that's not the biggest mistake that CEOs make. Number two, capability and skill. A lot of CEOs and founders, especially, uh, begin, especially if you started your business, you think about, you say, you know, the reason you started your business is actually because you saw a hole in the marketplace. You saw something that was done poorly and you're like, you know what? I can do that better. And so you gave up your past life and you went in and I said, I can do that better. I can sell homes better. I can build a better insurance product. I can build a better software product. I can build a better transportation system. I can build a better home security system. I can build a better, um, you know, cannabis delivery system. I can build whatever right? You talked, you, you had a, you have a skill or capability and you thought that you could deploy your skill or capability better in the marketplace, but this is not about that. And this is definitely not about what every online guru is talking about saying, Ooh, you need to get better at your leadership. Like you need to show up. You need to be a self growth. You need to have, you know, you need, you, you need to be grounded. You need to wake up in the morning and do Tai Chi. Like this has got nothing to do with any of that. Right. Let's talk about the biggest mistake that the CEOs make in my opinion. And uh, I'm going to tell you one story that'll give you this uh, mistake. So uh, many years ago, when uh, Peyton Manning, the legendary quarterback, who was the quarterback for the Colts at that time, I, I love Peyton. I, I think uh, regardless of what he did off the field or whatever, he actually owns, he's an amazing entrepreneur, by the way. Uh, on the field, I believe that he was an awesome leader. He was an awesome quarterback. And I got a chance to actually have have dinner with Peyton. It was me, not just me one-on-one. It was me and six other entrepreneurs. We had dinner with Peyton Manning and it was super cool. He remembered all our names. He was able to connect wonderfully. And uh, during dinner, I I will never forget this. During dinner, I remember asking him some roundabout question about how quarterbacks win and lose. What is like, what holds a team together? Where is the weakest link? And he said, Sharon, I don't know about the weakest link in an in the defense, but let me tell you about the weakest link when it comes to a team, mainly in offense and scoring points. And he said, he just, he said two words, sloppy passes. Like every time I say those two words, I get goosebumps because I remember the exact moment of where I was sitting and what I was eating. Sauteed mushrooms, by the way, <laughs> where I was sitting and what I was eating when he told me that. And I put my fork down and everything made sense to me. He said, sloppy passes. And he kept going because he says, hey, many people know that I don't throw the perfect spiral. It was amazing to hear him say that. He says, many people know that, know that I don't throw the perfect spiral. And that was why many of our teams, many of the games that we lost were all based on me. He said, I, as a quarterback, a lot of times I threw a good pass, but I, it was sloppy. Yes, it was in the right direction. Yes, it was meant well. Yes, it went to the right good receiver. But the pass was sloppy. The ball, the spiral wobbled or it was off base, off base, off time, whatever. And he says, he's like, Sharon, I had so many people be great running backs, great fullbacks, great uh, wide receivers, uh, great tight ends on my team. But I threw a lot of sloppy passes. Listen to the responsibility that I threw a lot of sloppy passes. I threw a lot of sloppy passes. And he says, I had great wide receivers. I had great tight ends. I had great running backs. I had great fullbacks, but I still threw sloppy passes. And he thought that that was the number one issue with everything. And I will tell you this, we throw sloppy passes as CEOs. 
we throw sloppy passes. We have, we actually think that our, it's our team's fault. A lot of times we think it's our infrastructure's fault, but we throw sloppy passes. And if you can just fix the sloppiness of your pass, powerful things start to happen right away. So let me explain um, one thing that I learned uh, from my time with Dan Sullivan. He said, there, you need three things to run a business and I'll show you exactly where the sloppy pass comes in and how to fix it. All right. So uh, stay with me here. It takes three things to run a business. Uh, you need somebody to have the idea, which is making it up. You need somebody to make it real and you need somebody to make it reoccur, which has happened over and over again. So for example, yeah, if, if I am the CEO and I have the idea that we should, or, uh, we should offer referral bonuses, making it up. So I have this idea that we should offer referral bonuses to people. Great. Uh, assume I have a, I don't know, a, 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 a hot dog stand. We should offer referral bonuses. You bring a friend, you get a dollar, right? So I have this idea. What do I do? I have to tell somebody because I, either I have to do it or tell somebody. So I have to tell somebody exactly how I want my idea to work. And so someone else makes it real. I have the idea. I made it up, but someone else makes it real. They take the details of my referral bonus program and they make it real. They set it up. They make, they understand the rules. They set up the marketing. They set up the workflows. They set up the logistics to make sure that people get paid. They make sure people are coming in. They make everything happen. And then they need somebody to make it reoccur. Meaning as people come in over and over, this process can't break because we're delivering on our promise. Now, if you take anything in your business, regardless of how many people you have, someone makes it up, someone makes it real, and someone makes it recur, reoccur. That same someone could be you when you're starting out and that's okay. But there is a make it up, make it real and make it reoccur. And I, I love how Dan kind of created this. And he, he, he told me, Sharon, 99% of making it up happens with the CEO and the entrepreneur and the founder, 99%. So one, only, uh, even if that was an exaggerated claim, only 1%, like the 99% of the world actually does, doesn't make anything up. The entrepreneurs, the founders are making stuff up. That's why the world runs based on what we do, what the CEOs and entrepreneurs and business owners do. That's why we, our job is to make it up. And our job is to think it clear and our and then we have to hand it off. So it was Peyton's job, Peyton Manning's job as a quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts to make up the play, to call the play, right? But who was making it real? Well, the wide receiver or the tight end or the running back, but he had to make the pass, right? He had to make the pass and we make sloppy passes. We think that what happens when we have an idea? We're like so frustrated that somebody on our team can't actually read our <laughs> read our minds and pick up the idea from our minds. We're like, oh, my team, I can't believe it. I have to explain everything to them. Yeah, it's in your head, dude. Like they can't read your mind. They, they, it doesn't matter if they're on the same frequency. Even you don't know what to do, right? And I've seen that there are two types of, uh, and I want to explain the gap to you. This is the gap. The gap is between the making it up and making it real, we throw sloppy passes. This is the biggest mistake that CEOs make, that we throw sloppy passes. Now, it doesn't matter whether you have a chief operating officer on your team. It doesn't matter, matter whether you have a ops person on your team. It, matter, it doesn't matter whether you follow EOS and have an integrator on your team. All of that's irrelevant. Like, I appreciate that. I've done all of those, by the way. You know, we've done billions of dollars in sales and I, I've seen every single model out there. Whatever works for you works best. But the crazy part is nothing can stop sloppy passes. That is the biggest mistake that CEOs make, the sloppy passes. So 
Like, let me explain this gap to you. The, the sloppy pass gap exists for two reasons. Reason number one is you, the CEO, made it up in your head. You have this idea. And one of two things happen. Number one, it's not a fully baked idea. And then, so what you do is you get frustrated and you make a sloppy pass. You, you tell somebody on the team to do something a certain way and then they don't do it the way you thought about it. And they, there's a lot of gaps that are unsolved and it starts to break. Second, you are, you know that you have to probably make a better pass. So you don't share the idea and the idea just ruminates inside of you. And then you have the next idea and the next idea and the next idea. And then you realize you're like, okay, until I work out how best to transfer this idea, I'm not going to share it because it's going to frustrate my team. And so you hold on to all these ideas until you get a perfect solution. And because of that, you never actually transfer any ideas. Do you see where this is going? Like this is, this is you and me and all the CEOs out there. This is the biggest mistake that CEOs make. It is they can't conquer the gap. They either throw a bunch of sloppy passes or because they don't want to throw sloppy passes, they throw no passes at all. And, I, I, and I'm hoping some of this resonates with you and I want to show you how to fix it. Now I'm going to give you, <laughs> that's the gap, right? The gap between making it up and making it real. The gap is you are the quarterback, you're calling the play, you have to throw the pass and it can't be a sloppy pass. So how do you make sure a pass is not a sloppy pass? I'm going to give you a way to solve this uh, without having, without having uh, someone having to read your mind. And the way to solve this is in two parts. And I'm going to walk you through both those parts. Uh, and after this episode, you are going to not have to throw sloppy passes ever in your life again. All right. So here's number one. Number one is taking a full responsibility for two things, your ideas and the gaps. No one expects you to know all the answers to everything. No one expects it at all. Right. I want to release you from that. No one expects it at all. So when you communicate something, there's no reason for you to communicate um, that you don't know, that you know the answers to everything. And in fact, it's, it's wrong when we don't communicate the gaps. So if I were sharing an idea, I would, uh, and, and let's say Jimmy on my team is the person I'm sharing the idea with. I'd say, Hey, Jimmy, I have this idea about a referral bonus program. Let me tell you the things that I know. I want it to work this way. I want that way and that way. Here are the other two things that I know, this, this, and this. It's going to work if this, this, and this works. Here are the like six things I don't know how to do. I don't know what software to use. I don't know whether this is going to work. I don't know how much to charge. I don't know how much to refer. I don't know how to do any of that, right? But I do know that Johnson and Johnson and Kia and uh, Lexus and uh, Taco Bell are doing a program like this. Can you go check those out? And then once you've put, pulled all your thoughts together, let's have a debrief meeting about it. That would be a great handoff. What do most CEOs do? They just say, hey, Jimmy, I want to start a referral program, this, 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 and this. It should be this way and that way. Figure it out. But Jimmy doesn't know any of the gaps. Jimmy is not thought through these ideas. You already know the gaps. You've got to tell Jimmy the gaps. You've got to tell Jimmy, you don't know how to solve the gaps. You've got to tell Jimmy, even if you don't know where to find the answers, you tell Jimmy that you recognize that there are gaps and it's okay. The ideas and the gaps together is what actually defines taking full responsibility. Because when you take full responsibility and you start to communicate the ideas and the gaps, it releases Jimmy, it releases your team from having to be perfect and having to read your mind. That makes the passes less sloppy. All right. That's number one, taking full responsibility for the ideas and the gaps and articulating them with full 
transparency because I will tell you this, nobody, nobody, nobody tells people like CEOs don't want to tell their team that they actually don't know something. It it, is mind blowing, right? Just tell them the gaps so they can help solve the gaps. But here's number two. Number two is um, pick the medium that you most naturally like to communicate in. I will tell you all of us, all of us have a uh, preferred medium of communication it may not be natural, but a preferred one. And I mean the one that does not include telepathy, right? Like they cannot read your mind. So do you like to write things out? Do you like to sketch things out? Do you like to, um, do you like to draw things out? Do you like to do audio? Do you like to do video? Do you like to do screen shares? Do you like to do text messages? Do you like to just do have live meetings? Do you have to like, do you prefer doing, uh, you know, virtual zoom calls? What do you like? What is the medium that you're most naturally prefer and uh, that you want to communicate in? And you need to pick that medium. You need to pick that medium and say, that is your core medium of sharing these ideas and making less sloppy passes. Here's what happens. Tell me if this is true. You're driving along the road and then you text your COO that, hey, uh, we should look at calling so-and-so client and seeing if they're happy. Then you're on Facebook and then you find an article and then you share it with your team into your private Facebook group saying, oh my gosh, we should check out this competition. Then you get an email and you hit forward and you say, oh, does anybody know anything about this? Then on a standup or a live meeting call, you just get off and you just say, well, I talked to my friend, Sharon, he told me that these three things and we should evaluate them, right? Then on a whiteboard, while the team is actually talking about something, you go off on a tangent. Like think about how many times you're breaking it. What, what you're doing is you are throwing sloppy passes and it's okay. I'm just calling it out because if Peyton Manning can accept that he was throwing sloppy passes to the greatest wide receivers and the greatest tight ends and the greatest uh, running backs in, 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 in pro football history, I think you and I can accept that we throw sloppy passes. So the sooner you can accept that you need a, uh, go to preferred natural medium for your communication, the better all this is. Let me tell you what works for me. And you don't have to do this. I prefer audio. I do audio very well. Um, it doesn't have to, because I don't care about the recipient. I don't care about how well it comes across. I don't like, that's not my intention. My intention is what is natural for me so that I would do a good job with it so that I would solve those two things, which is taking responsibility for the ideas and the gaps. So I like to be in my car and have an idea and I'll just record the audio. I'll say, Hey, Jimmy, I I had this idea about this referral bonus program. What we should do is we should consider doing this, this, and this for the hot dog stand. Once we do that, it should generate X, Y, Z amount of profit for us. I don't know the profit margins that are currently happening from referrals. I would love for you to find that for me. I also don't know what software to use and how to actually implement this. I also don't know if there are any other referral programs that we have in any of our other businesses that can benefit from this. I also don't know who should be the person that should actually implement this because I'm not 100% sure. But I do know that Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut do a program like this. Can you please look at them? Once you've looked at them and do you mind just putting together a quick one pager of just bullet points and call it the crappy first draft, whatever you have found and your findings and anything that you write in bullet points, I will consider that to be amazing research. So don't worry about structuring it, put it into a bunch of bullet points and then let us set up a meeting so we can go through this together and organize our thoughts. Awesome. Thank you. Did you hear what I did? Just, just did it. I literally talked the idea. I told Jimmy my idea 
I told Jimmy the gaps. I told Jimmy not to worry about the result. And I told Jimmy a good next step. I threw a non-sloppy pass. Jimmy knew exactly what was coming his way. And I reduced all the stress, right? Now I've been practicing this for many, many years. And do I have a lot of improvement to do on this? Absolutely. But you can, you can, um, you can talk to anybody that has ever worked with me in the last decade. And they will tell you that the last thing that they will ever get from me is a sloppy pass. I, I put more pressure on myself to deliver a better pass because it makes me a better CEO. Right. And I don't say CEO from a look at me. I'm amazing. No, I just write the checks at the end of the day. So I'm responsible, right? That's all it is. But if I have an idea, I don't expect people to read my mind. I always think about two things to solve this gap. Number one, I take responsibility for the idea and the gaps. And number two, I've committed to my favorite communication medium and I stick to that medium every single time. I do not change it, right? There is, if I'm sharing an idea and gap with my team, I only use audio and I don't use anything else. Now, are they in the best possible uh, scenario to get the best result from the audio? I don't care, right? That's because if 99% of, 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 uh, of our companies. Uh, you know, success is based on me making it up, based on me creating the idea, based on me uh, rethinking new things, based on me coming up with the vision, then the creative medium of expression of how I get this information across should be mine. I do, it doesn't have to be a loom video or a screen share video. It doesn't have to be a 20 page SOP. It doesn't have to be a long meeting where I break people down step by step. I don't care because I hire smart people and so I don't have to tell somebody in a, in a document saying, okay, number one, open your browser. Number two, go and click the blue button. No, I don't have to do that because we hire smart people and we take full responsibility for communicating the ideas and the cap gaps, right? That's how we throw fewer sloppy passes. This, all of this came about because uh, I shared, I shared something like this. I shared uh, a lot of people in my, uh, in my mastermind groups, in my underground mastermind groups asked me about, Hey, how do you delegate thoughtfully? And I actually created this, an episode like this on the two ways to delegate, uh, in my private podcast called 10 K wisdom. Uh, it is private for my clients only, uh, and, uh, the entrepreneurs that I mentor around the world. And it's all of the Q and a on the behind the scene conversations, that I have with them. I actually build it in such a way that every single episode that I record, I drop at least at least one to two per week uh, on a private podcast. I, I drop it in such a way that every single episode is probably built and designed to deliver $10,000 worth of value. Like think about that. Every episode, $10,000 worth of value, no production. I just record and I upload it and it's a great resource. Uh, if you are, uh, I may open it up to the public, but if you are interested, go to 10kwisdom.com, 10kwisdom.com to check it out. Sometimes it may be open uh, and you may have a chance to grab it as well. But more importantly, I, I want to tell you this because this came as a question for my mastermind groups on how do you delegate? And then when I dug into the process, I realized that everybody was just throwing sloppy passes. And didn't, no one was ever taught how to throw a perfect pass. No one was ever taught the importance of throwing the perfect spiral. No one was ever taught that just because we, you know, our pass, our sloppy passes are actually making uh, the people on our team, the good people on our team look like they're not as good, which is, which is not cool. So I want to, I want to bring this all together by telling you one thing. Is there a way for you to think that, okay, imagine if you were in a hospital bed which would be really sad, by the way. I've been there. It's no fun. Imagine if you were in a hospital bed 
And you knew that you had to drive the company from the hospital bed. And all you could do was send text messages or record audio or record video or write a document. And all you could do was, was, was to communicate your idea and your gaps. And that's all you could do. Would you do a better job of that? Yes. Could you think about how, could you say, well, instead of just flipping off of text, flipping off an email, flipping off a WhatsApp message, flipping off a Slack message, flipping off a, you know, a, a, a quick voice memo or a Voxer and just say, and, and just say, hey, what do you think? You want to just get the cursory problem off and you are throwing sloppy passes and it's irritating everybody around you, All right? And this is where, if you were in a hospital bed and you had to get the ideas implemented, what would you do? You would not throw sloppy passes. You would not throw sloppy passes. So just to recap, the two things you need to do to make sure you don't throw sloppy passes are number one, take full responsibility to communicate both the idea and the gaps in the best possible way, right? Just the idea and the gaps. And number two, pick your most preferred medium that you know that you can spend more time to deliver the idea and only use that over and over and over and over and over again, because you'll get really good at communicating the idea and communicating the gaps. Now, I hope that was helpful to you. What I would love for you to do, uh, because I think this is such a foundational, fundamentally important uh, episode for uh, the entrepreneurs, business owners, and the CEOs in your network, this is something that you should share, right? Uh, if, if you could just get this message across, it'll make your friends way wealthier and their, and their lives way less stressful. So all I ask that you do here is take a screenshot of this episode or share this with your teams, your friends, your mastermind groups, and hopefully they get good benefit from this as well. By the way, if this is interesting, uh, check out, just shoot me a quick message and also check out 10K Wisdom, 10kwisdom.com. Maybe that'll be helpful to you. I appreciate you being on this journey with me and please, uh, no more sloppy passes. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.